This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you. It's Tuesday. It's miserable outside, but we're here to provide some sunshine and brighten up your day. Al, what's up? I thought it was getting better outside, no, Jerry? Well, I mean, it might be. Right now, I just went upstairs to use the bathroom. I looked outside, and it's dark, dank, and gray, and wet. Ooh, okay. So not yet. It is going to get good, but right now it stinks. I had somebody uh, that came into the radio station. I said, is it still raining outside? They go, no, it's beautiful out. Really? Yeah. Well, it hasn't come my way yet, so since or since we're wildly popular yeah. in New Jersey, perhaps at this point it'll be a little bit different. I don't know. I want to ask you a question real quick. Okay, go ahead. So Jerry Jones goes on the fan in Dallas every single Tuesday. Yeah. Um, he goes on with uh, Sean and RJ, as you know. And they asked him about the trade deadline, which is coming. The Cowboys are 6-2. and two. They're playing very good football, as you know. Um, and they asked him, you know, the fact they haven't won since 1995. And they don't win. Which is unbelievable. In, right. And you think about how popular they are. And also you think about how many good seasons they've had that end up in just miserable playoff losses, which has been kind of <laughs> common. <laughs> so he was on this morning, and they asked him about, His sense of urgency, you've got a good team, you've got a great defense, Dak is back healthy, and he says this, "Uh, I did not have the sense of urgency 10 years ago, but it does cross my mind now. Consequently, consequently, I don't have time to have a bad time. My schedule has tightened. I have a little less cruising time and a lot more doing time. And he went on to just talk about how he realizes he's running out of time. As he turned 80 this week. Right. He's dying, Jerry. <laughs> well, we all are. Right, but, but he's getting closer. Yeah, it's funny, though, because we talk about this all the time, that we all know at some point the end is coming. And this is not to be depressing. It's just it's a fact. It's what it is. And he is staring it in the mirror now every day, probably wondering how the hell have we not won in 27 years? And he's had good teams and he's probably wondering, well, if we don't win this year, am I even going to make next year? Right, because every year, every season he doesn't, that's a full year of yeah. his life that he's... Right. Like, you don't get a chance. They lose this year in the postseason, assuming they get to the postseason. You don't get to start right away and continue it. Like, you got to go through the whole process, and you don't start again until August, basically. And then you don't get that chance to win again until next February. Right. I was just, I saw the quote and it just, it made it like I took a double take out. I read it like three times. I'm like, that's depressing. Yeah, that is depressing. But also very real. And he looks like an old fellow now. Yeah, he, um, 
you know, he's still very active. He still goes to every game. He still talks to the media. He still has all his faculties. But yes, you can tell he is not the same guy that bought the team. You know, about, you know, nineteen eighty, whatever the hell it was, eighty eight, eighty nine. He is he's aged for sure. He's eighty. So it, it happens to all of us. Yeah, and when you win uh, relatively early on in your ownership career, you think, I'll be back here again. Well, and if you think about the way the league changed with free agency, they might have won every year for a long time. I mean, the rules changed, and even still, he probably still thought it was easy and they would do it more often than not, and they haven't even sniffed it since, which is unreal. Look at us doing sports talk on the That's podcast, right. Jerry. Well, it's you know what? It's kind of like where sports and real life cross over. Right. Well, so I'll, I... keep, I'll, I'll keep that similar thing here. Uh, yesterday I was seeing um, you know more stuff about you know now – Tom Brady's everywhere as far as like TMZ. This is all yeah. about Tom Brady and his divorce. Yep. And I know Tom Brady is in Tampa where I I spend time as well. Do you think Tom Brady goes to the Mons Venus? No, I don't think he can. Do I think he'd like to? Sure. Do I think he can? Absolutely not. But do you, you think? Can't, I mean, you can't walk in there as Tom Brady. No, not the Mons Venus. It's too open. You can't go into the Fonz Ninas. <laughs> you can't walk into a strip club if you're Tom Brady. But what if you set it up beforehand and you go... Uh, uh, like someone calls, it goes. Uh, Tom Brady's going to be in later. Do you have a private room for him and ten the women? Only thing I think you could do is set up something somewhere else. I don't think you can set it up at a place like that. Could you set it up in a hotel? Yeah. Yes. Where the where the ladies are or men, whatever he's into, are brought into him. Yes. I don't think you can walk into that place. And the, there's no back doors in these places. There's no way. I that I would find that very hard to believe. Yeah. But that having been said, hey, if he wants to, go for it. You think Tom Brady might be interested in Chippendale's men? I have no idea. I don't know who well, anybody's been, interested in. It's a very different time. I don't know. Maybe. He's, he's He could be very fluid right now. You're right. He was married uh, once. He's got children with two different women. But maybe yeah. it's time to try something new. I, I don't know the answer to that. For Tom so. Brady. Here's what I've learned. All Never right. assume anything. That is that is very 22 of you, Jerry. I like it. I don't think that's the case, but if it is, good for him. All right. Jerry, I got an email the other day. Let me see if I'm Just allowed to. Just one? Uh, Boy, well, this is from a, from a listener. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to use his name because I'm not sure if he wanted me to use his name. Okay. Uh, dear Alan Jerry, I hope this email finds both of you in good health. I'm 22 years old and a huge fan of both of you. I would probably describe my fandom of anything Alan Jerry related similar to what Al describes being like at 22 and consuming anything Howard Stern related. My question for both of you is, you guys obviously have smartphones, and I hear both of you constantly complaining about your over-reliance and general time-consuming usage of these devices. Based upon those complaints and observing society's obsession with tech and the ability to see content which is, in my opinion, morally wrong, pornography, I have a simple flip phone. Anyway, I was wondering if any of you guys have any content filters on your browsers and or time limits on your phone. I was also wondering if Jerry, who is a parent, does he make time limits on his children's devices? Does he have content filters on their browsers? I hope you can discuss this on an upcoming edition of the Post Game Podcast. Anyway, I really enjoy both of your work, and I hope both of you continue producing your enjoyable content. That's a very nice email. I am 22. Please don't retire anytime soon. 
Okay, well, you got to talk to Al more so than me because I still have a kid in seventh grade, so I got a long way to go. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. So he says, let me read this one part again. The ability to see content, which in my opinion is morally wrong, such as porn. So he thinks pornography is morally wrong to view. Well, I think deeply religious people do, yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, So he's he's saying that he's got himself a flip phone because he doesn't. If I'm reading into this, he doesn't want to be tempted to look Maybe. at porn on his it's, phone? It's possible. You know what's so funny about this is – not funny. What's interesting about this is more and more you read articles about how pornography can enhance relationships. Yeah. How more and more women like to watch pornography for whatever reason makes them feel good about themselves, I, whatever the case may be. There was an article – about a woman, um, I would say about a year ago in Manhattan, maybe maybe it was before the pandemic, I don't remember, where she was so proud of having multiple male partners and didn't understand, you know, the difference why society views men that have multiple female partners as, you know, heroes and women are, you know, deemed the opposite. Um, and then you've got a point of view like this, which I would think is coming from a very religious background, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just his upbringing, which is fine, too. And then there's a whole bunch of people probably like you and me that are somewhere in the middle. Right. You know, that don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Also not addicted to it. And, you know, but also, I don't know. Um, to answer his question, though, about uh, my kids, I will tell you that when Matthew first got the phone at like, I think we caved when he was 11. And his friends, and he was like the last one. A lot of his friends were getting the phones at 9 and 10. And I think we finally caved at 11. He did not have a iPhone or anything like that. It was just a basic cell phone where he could talk and text with his friends. We realized after a year, all right, all his friends are doing a lot more in terms of video calling and blah, 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 and apps. So at 12, I think we got him, I think the iPhone at 12, maybe 3rd I don't remember. Yes, Kim put some sort of a filter on it. But I think by 14, that was with the new iPhone he got. We did not. He was 14. It's enough. Um, And you just hope that you make the right choices, and it is what it is. Joseph is 12 right now. He's got an iPhone. We do not have filters on his phone, but I will tell you this about him. He's very rarely ever on his phone. Yeah. So we've never felt the need to. He's not a techie kid. He's, um, He's a sports kid and a video games kid, and he's really the phone doesn't mean a whole lot to him. So I think that answers the question. Yes. I do not have content filters on my phone, nor do I worry about screen time. Matter of fact, I'm very proud when I get my phone uh, report Mm -hmm. and it tells me how much less I used it in the previous week. I love that. Yes, I love that as well. Yes, I I get that uh, from the Apple products. It comes across on uh, Sunday morning at like 9 a.m. Me too. Look at that. Yeah. And it tells you like what was up and down. The other thing I have to keep in mind, like I get it on the iPad as well. Okay. But there are times like it really sucks because I like to see it go down as well, the time right. usage per week. But if like we're on a remote broadcast and I'm on my iPad for four hours, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you're right, that. But, but it just kills my statistics. I was like, mm. oh, for sure. And then if you're watching football on your iPad yes. on Sunday, right? You know, that, that to me does not count. You know, that is just a different way of of taking in media and viewing television. I don't, right. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, to me, it's like. The, the the time wasted scrolling for no reason. Yeah, I agree. Now, I would say most of my wasted time scrolling, but I don't think it's wasted time because it's it's my my newsfeed is is Twitter at work. My the hours between the hours of five a.m. Yeah. and I would say, yeah, really ten forty five when I'm not cutting tape. I mean, I'm essentially looking for news. I mean, so 
that to me is not uh, indicative either. To me, it's the the time spent between 11 a.m. and by the time I go to bed. That's what I really look at. Right. So I hope he answered your question. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't have any filters on my phone either. I've also I could tell you I've never looked at pornography on my actual telephone. Right. Because that's um I've seen it on my iPad for sure. Right. But I've uh, yeah I've uh, the I've never even thought to use the phone for that. iPad's good enough. <laughs> iPad's <laughs> fine enough, Jerry. But I'm also happy that actual hardcore pornography didn't come out. It wasn't. It was out forever, but it wasn't really available to me until I was twenty something years old, twenty two right. years old. You sure. know. Because I definitely would have been sneaking. I was sneaking, watching uh, like the dirty movies on Showtime on Friday and Saturday late nights. And that was just like nudity. Right. And you thought that was, oof. Oh, I couldn't wait for it. And I had to wait and wait to get to the nude scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't rewind I or anything. Yeah, I do. So Different I'm, time. I- I'm happy I didn't have that. Was I telling you about this... Uh, uh, re- um, documentary series i was watching about pornography i think so but i don't yeah. know if, did you ever finish watching it i did finish watching it yeah but it was interesting on there so in the in um europe it's going to get to the point i don't know if it is already or it will be shortly where in order to access the porn sites even the free porn sites you'll have to enter your you'll have to show id real oh so that they know that you're of age yeah so that they know if you're, like that, that you're 18 and this well, other, who's gonna who's gonna actually keep tabs on that? I don't know how they are going to do it, but it seems like it's doable. Okay, with the enough. technology they're using. All right. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting: there was a guy with a wife and two small kids who is self-proclaimed addicted to pornography. Okay. So he has set up some sort of software on all of his devices where if he goes to a porn site, it emails his wife. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Woo. She says it really makes you think before you... Now, I wonder if he stumbled across it. Like, so on Twitter, I'll give you an example. Yeah. And this has happened in the newsroom many times, and it happened the other day again. So Ryan Presley is the closer for the Astros. Mm-hmm. So he said some things about, was it about DeGrom or Cinder? I forget who it was about. It might have been about, uh, I don't remember now, but it was relatable to something going on. Maybe it was about Aaron Joe. Oh, that's what it was. It was when they played the Yankees, when they closed out the series. Ryan Presley was the one who had the quotes about he couldn't believe the Yankee fans were booing Aaron Judge. So I went to YouTube, and there was nothing there. So a lot of times you find these clips from the reporters, they post them on Twitter. Right. So I search Ryan Presley, nothing. And a lot of times you search the last name, the reporters don't put the first name in. So I'm like, all right, I'll search Presley. What could be so bad about searching P-R-E-S-S-L-Y, right? Right. Would you think? I would think that's pretty innocuous. The first thing that popped up, and he was the second thing, the first thing that popped up was a nude photo of Jamie Presley. Remember the actress? Oh, yeah. So, and I'm I'm Googling her now because I want to get her, what is it, IMDb, mm-hmm. right? 
Now she is. Uh, let's see, Jamie Presley, IMD. Was it a real picture of her, or was it like a yes. Photoshop? No, real picture of her. She's been. Uh, so here we go. She was in the show. My name is Earl. Um, she's been in several movies. She's a very popular actress. Yes. Oh yeah. I did not realize she's on. I think it's OnlyFans now. Mm-hmm. Is that what? It, is that what it is? And all these nude photos showed up. No, you don't say. How would how would you spell that? <laughs> P R E S S L Y. But for real, if you do it, it's like, so I'm curious if something like that pops up. Does it email his wife? No, I don't think so, because that was another thing they were talking about in this uh, documentary series is is how it's prevalent on Twitter. Like, Instagram doesn't allow it. Facebook doesn't allow it. Okay. But Twitter allows hardcore pornography. Right. And you can follow people uh, privately. You know what I mean? Like, like, so if you looked on my Twitter to see who I'm following, right? I could be following porn stars, or you just don't follow them. You just go to their page, right, you know? right, right. And how that, which is weird. Like, I don't know why Twitter would allow. Twitter censors like people's political takes, but yeah. they let hardcore, not just nude pictures, like hardcore pornography on there. It's weird. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah, them? I don't. I don't know. Now I'm trying to see if this is fake and it was not her. But do me a favor. Are you in front of Twitter? I'm not logged in right now. I'm, I'm, I have my phone with me. All right. So it's don't worry. It's not going to be not going to be pornography. All right, it's Jerry. Soft core. Just just search Twitter Presley P R E S S L Y, and tell me if anything comes up. All right, Jerry. Because if not, then I don't Photos. know what the hell I was looking at. Yeah, uh, actress Jamie Presley. There's a lot of uh, photos of her in bikinis and such. You know, they're popping up on here. I don't have any nude ones, though, Jerry. You don't have them with the see-through and the netting? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I could see some nipples, but they're not, like, nude photos. Okay, fair enough. But, I'm yeah, telling you, you there, was, easily, there was more. But you had accidentally, like, you had typed in, uh, I remember looking for audio from players as well, where, like, uh, uh, gay porn stars popped up. Yeah, that was Mark Davis when I was looking for oh, Raider right. sound. <laughs> Apparently, he was a porn star in the 80s or 90s, and the first thing that popped up was a scene of of the other Mark Davis, yeah. and it was literally within seconds right after Amy Lawrence walked past my desk. Yeah, and there and you that are is, watching that's, gay porn. Yes, and that's like workplace, right? That's a violation. I would think so, yeah. Oh, my God. That, I, Dude. But this is the stuff that's out there. Yeah. And very easily, easily found. Very easily accessible. Yeah. How about that? So on my so. way home today, Jerry, sometimes you ever have something you want to listen to, like a longer uh, podcast, and you look forward to your drive in sure. or from work? I love that, having a podcast like that I want to listen to. And then I look for like, I remember, I know like some mornings, like especially driving in in the dark in the morning with a coffee. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got a great podcast to listen to. So I, uh, I've, I've downloaded the Howard Stern Bruce Springsteen interview. Okay, which I uh, was reading went <laughs> two hours and twenty minutes. Wow. Okay. So I've got that to to. Uh, Have you listened to any of it yet? No, I haven't heard any of it yet. So you're just going to start it now. I am going to start it on my ride home. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, that I would actually be interested in listening to. He also didn't like normally when Stern does an interview, 
all, they immediately post a ton of clips on their social medias. Yeah. There's one Bruce Springsteen clip out there. That's it. That's they all want they you to out. sign up. I guess so. Or it's they're smart. like really working on it, or maybe they had a deal with Springsteen where he's got to approve everything. You know, I don't know what the process is, you know. My guess would be here's Bruce and Howard one time. Right. Here's a little snippet. Sign your ass up. Yes, sign up. Because I don't know how well Sirius is doing these days. I yeah. don't know how well or how bad they're doing. I have no idea. My guess is, though, with Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, yeah. free radio, I, it's got to be the streaming that's out there now, the apps, it's got to be killing them, I would think, and their business right. model. Probably. You know? Probably true. And I'll tell you real quick, because I know we've mentioned this many times, so I've been listening to a lot, this 92.3 HD2. Yeah. Dude, they... There's no commercials. Yeah, I popped it on the other day, but I was having it down by the shore. It was coming. It was like going and cutting out. Really? Yeah. Well, I have no issues where I am. Yeah, that's awesome. And HD it's crystal two. clear, yeah. and they give you the 92.3 liners in between. It sounds like I'm listening to 92.3. Yeah, but never get commercials. No commercials. No jocks, which I do miss. I yeah. don't need to hear a lot, but it, there's something about having a human person behind the microphone yes. every four songs. It's kind of comforting, but I do like it. Yes, I've been checking that out myself. I do like it as well. Look at you. Uh, also, if I may give another um, recommendation for a podcast, oh, I... I'm constantly mentioning Joe Rogan, but uh, he had Dr. Phil on. You told me that yesterday. Yeah, I'd like to actually listen to that. The The first half was more interesting than the second half. Why? What was different? I, it just They got caught up in the weeds on statistics and oh, okay. all these things. Well, that's what happens when you talk to people for three hours. Yeah, I'm burned out on statistics. You know, because first of all, you never know where they're coming. Like so many times, people don't tell you the source where they're coming from. Like he was just big on. They were talking about you know, like kids and learning post pandemic and sure passing kids through high school that shouldn't be graduating, passing kids in college that shouldn't be graduating. And it was just like sixteen percent of this, thirty percent of this, of the twenty percent. It was just like I don't know what you're talking about. Well, with these you can spin it any way you want. That's yeah, why, right? It's really, uh, there are people that will find great value in a college education. There are others that will tell you you are a complete moron if you go to school beyond grade 12. Right. You know, it depends on who you listen to, what their story is, what advice they're going to give you. So, like, I'm going through it with Matthew right now. He's a senior in high school. He is unsure of what he would like to do professionally. And so he asked, you know, me and Kim if, you know, would we be disappointed if he waited in a year to go to Rutgers because he's not sure and doesn't want to waste a year, he's like, you know, if I just go to Brookdale for him, I'm like, fine, go, please. Fine by us. And I'm like, you know, if there's something else you want to do, you don't have to go to college. Like, if you want to be, like, my, my nephew is, a, is an electrician and he does very well. Yeah. Like, if you want to do that, go to trade school, man. Like, go learn your craft and start your own business or get a job, whatever. Right. And so, like, he's got everything. We've kind of laid it all out. Everything's on the table. I'm not... I'm not one that says you must go to college, you must go to graduate school. I think it's great if you do. I think if you don't, great. As long as you as long as you have an idea and a path. Right. There's nothing wrong with what you so choose. Maybe he just wants to own a restaurant. Like he sees a very good friend of his, his dad, I don't think ever went to college, and he's wildly successful with like four different businesses. And, you know, Matthew's like, Well, why couldn't I do that? I'm like, Well, you can. You just right. gotta get the funding and figure it out and have an idea. So I think it's uh, different strokes for different folks, and it's funny listening to all the different avenues and suggestions and, and opinions from everybody.
I feel like I could have been a plumber if I was trained properly. You could, and you still could be. I will do that after I retire. Just become Why not? a plumber. And then you take the jobs you want. Right. I'd go in and be like, it's not looking good. These pipes are not looking good. All right, I'm out. But I could, uh, we'll, get, we'll get you fixed. The only problem with the plumbing business yeah. is the bathroom stuff. I know. People's poop. I can't deal with that. I am I am fascinated by electricity. Yeah, but you kill yourself doing that accidentally. Yes. It's also very dangerous. <laughs> that is very true. I also like. I also wish I could do construction. Like I would love to build decks. That seems fun to me. Building decks? Decks and paver patios. I would love to do. That seems fun. What about this one? What about doing like tiling a bathroom? Ah, uh, that too. Yes, especially when I watch it on TV and yes. I see everybody doing it so easily. Yeah, when they're either, or either that or like doing the backsplash where you you putting those things up, then you put the the grout in and all that stuff, and it just sticks to it. Yeah, I know. You feel like an idiot. Like I'm paying someone to do that. Why can't I do that? But I remember when the when the guy came and did mine in uh, in uh, Basking Ridge, he had a cut the tile. Cons- it was constantly like with the saw yeah. cutting the tile. The wet saw, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, the wet saw. Yep, with the water, I know. I don't know if I could run a wet saw, Jerry. Oh, well, just look at YouTube. You can teach yourself anything these days. Uh, YouTube is fascinating. So I had trouble the other day. So I had enough of my... In my other house, I had a battery-powered you know, a leaf blower. I didn't yeah. need anything more. I did not have a big yard. It was perfect. So I bring that over to this house. But when we got here, I hired a guy to cut the grass. So I didn't really worry about the, the lawn tools, if you will. So the first year, we've got enough trees to where the the amount of leaves that we have is insane. So the first year, I paid the guy in November to do the leaves. He charged me $450. To my first thought was, are you out of your mind? My second thought was, after I saw how long it took him and his three guys, wow, $450, that's a bargain. The problem with that was, like three weeks later, more leaves fell. I didn't wait quite long enough. Okay, fine. So he comes back, he does it a second year, 450 bucks. Then the pandemic hits and I wasn't doing anything. I was doing it all myself. And so I realized I can't do this with this tiny little blower. So finally this year, I went out and I bought a Craftsman gas and two cycle oil powered blower. Easy enough. I set the thing up. Everything's good. The goddamn thing won't start. So I go to YouTube. Would you believe I put the model, the exact model of the blower in? And a guy had a video on how to start it for the first time because it's not properly primed. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Un- incre- and so it took me three minutes once I watched the video. I'm like, oh, so that's what I forgot to do. It was one switch I forgot to, to click on. And it was all good. It's just fascinating how everything you do, yes. there's something there to help you. So you can learn anything. You can learn anything. And my, I got to tell you, my parents, who were both in their uh, 70s, they're always on YouTube learning how to put things together that they buy. I think that's awesome. You know, that when you get some, like, let's use an example of like an Ikea cabinet. You gotta, sure. You'd be like, holy crap. We'll go. And the, the instruction manual comes. It's always impossible. But you go to YouTube, people step-by-step step do it. They put together a, uh, a they put together a... Um, their house? <laughs> yep. <laughs> couple, they added a level to their house. <laughs> so they put together like a, um, uh, one of those like bikes, uh, an indoor, oh, like a Peloton bike? Like yeah, little, it wasn't yeah. Peloton, but, but with some other brand that they yeah. got, probably from Walmart or something that came in a million pieces. Yeah. They fixed it right up. They put it right up based on a YouTube video. One thing I learned a long time ago, and I didn't use YouTube. I actually used the directions because YouTube wasn't huge with the directions with this stuff yet. I want to say this was like in 
my God, 2000, I think it was in 2008 or nine. So we're going back like 13 years. We weren't in the other house all that long. Oh, so it was 2009 because we just moved in. That's, that's when it was. And um, we bought like a TV stand, like yeah. entertainment center. I get it home and it was 4 million pieces. And my first thought was, oh, hell no. And then I said, you know what? I remember the old clips, you know, brick by brick, you can build a wall. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to go step one. And until I get step one completed, I'm not going to step two. And God damn it, Al, it took me four hours. But I put <laughs> that thing together, and would you believe that thing is still together? I have it in my basement now. See that? Yep. And you're proud of it. When you see it, you think, I did that. I am, but I also have had enough of it for 13 years. I actually wanted to get rid of it now. Oh, so time to smash it up. But I do think that when I see it most times. Right. I put that together. It took me four hours, step by step, but damn it, I did it. And it means more than if it it showed up to your front door fully together. Yes, but my God, that would have been nice. Yeah, well, would have saved (laughs) you that afternoon. Exactly. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. We'll see you uh, tomorrow, either from home or from the palatial WFAN studios. Scale of 1 to 10, because I would prefer to be in there tomorrow. Scale of 1 to 10, how bad did I sound? Uh, 1 being terrible, 10 being you sound fine. You know what? The warm-up, I thought you sounded pretty good. Your first update, I thought you sounded terrible. Yeah. And then after that, it, it sounded better. It's weird. It comes and goes. Right now, I'm all right. But... It's, it's funny to hear you laugh when you're sick. Yeah, it's very high. You sound like yeah, it sounds weird. It just it does not sound like you laughing. <laughs> I know. I noticed that moment of the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, All right well, we'll see. I'll do what I can. All right, cool. You uh, feel better over there. Yep. Thanks. Warm up next. See you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Nice to have you with us from the home studio today, Al Dukes, 345 Hudson Street. I'd say nice to see you, the Eddie's because but I can't see you. So, Al, Eli Dukes, what's up, man? How are we doing? Good morning, Jerry. I could see you. I see you in my monitor. You're yeah. wearing your glasses. That you're uh, in your home studio. You wear the glasses. I like it. I, mean, I can't see. That is an issue, sure. But you could see in here, you uh, just prefer not to have the glasses look when you're here in the studio. Well, you know what it is? At, at the, in the studio, I can make the font on the computer much bigger. Oh, yeah. So I can see it. On my laptop, I haven't... That's uh, whatever. So I just scroll, leave it at uh, 12, mm-hmm. and I wear the glasses. It's just okay. a little bit easier. So Fair nice, enough, Nice Jerry. pink red shirt there, Al. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, You know what the color of this shirt is, Jerry? It's like uh, big red chewing gum. You I know can the see big that. red? Yeah. Like a nice cinnamon, big red chewing gum situation. I like a good cinnamon stick of gum. Who doesn't, Jerry, right? Juicy fruit, double mint, big yeah, red. Yeah, and then you get the the bazooka and it's gone in like two seconds. Yeah, the bazooka loses its flavor. Yeah. I even like that fruit stripe gum that had the donkey or the horse that was like rainbow colors. It was, was the zebra, new. wasn't it? A oh, zebra? the zebra. It was a zebra. You're right. But instead of uh, black and white stripes, you had the multicolored stripes. Right. Jerry. But again, flavor gone quick. Gone, yeah. That's true. There's, uh, they don't make long-lasting gum, Jerry. Like they used to. Oh, yeah. I just watched uh, the massive highlight package from Browns Bengals. Why? Well, because I, I, I don't <laughs> understand, like, what's going on with the Bengals? They're now 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. Like, the Browns were beating them 25 nothing at one point. Yeah, and they were all over Joe Burrow, and that was one of the things they tried to fix in the offseason was the offensive line. And it hasn't been fixed. It's actually gotten worse from what I've seen anyway. And they didn't have Jamar Chase last night. I get that. But they still should be good enough to not be trailing 25 nothing to the Browns. Right. And the Browns had a good offensive line last night. Yeah. Those dudes were opening up holes for Nick Chubb. Amazing what a difference it makes, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a couple turnovers there in that game as well. I saw Amari Cooper threw a... You know, it is one of those flip-flip gimmick <laughs> yes. plays for the Browns, and then he threw a pick. I think he got confused. The uniforms, the helmets look the same. He, same colors. Jerry, he threw it. There was not – I know Amari Cooper is not a quarterback, so when you're doing the flip-flip gimmick play and he decides to throw a pass, but there was not a Cleveland Brown to round. I think he panicked. He was about to get hit, <laughs> and it was he pulled a Zach Wilson. Instead of throwing it out of bounds, he just threw it up for grabs. <laughs> Well, I actually saw him talk. He w- was trying to throw it out of bounds, and he says it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. Throw it no. out of bounds. Well, listen, that's exactly what Zach Wilson had the problem with. Amari oh, Cooper my. can understand. This is what I don't get. You throw it, like, 10 feet that way. Well, that's what's always funny when you'll see a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or uh, Patrick Mahomes when they're down at, like, the 10-yard line. And sometimes they sail it, like, seven rows into the yes. – uh, because they really just don't want anything to do with putting that ball anywhere near in play. That's the smart way to throw it. Yeah. Instead of trying to thread the needle. Yes. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, Jerry. No. Now, I did see, I haven't watched it yet, but it is on YouTube if anyone missed it uh, last night. Boomer on the Manning cast looked like they had a good time for themselves. I saw I saw most of well, I shouldn't say saw. I listened to most of it yeah. because the guy saved the – he was on for 30 – almost 30 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, like 20-something 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. Now, there were a bunch of commercials in between, unfortunately. Yeah, but, I see the thing on YouTube. 
the longest one I saw was like 16 minutes. So is that clip then with the commercials taken out? I guess so, yeah. Maybe. But he looked great. Boomer looked fantastic. Oh. Like He looked tanned, well-rested. Exactly. That Tremendous lighting, tremendous tan look, crystal yeah. clear. They really got it together over there. I saw they showed Boomer's underpants commercial. Yeah, the Hanes commercials from the back in the day. Yeah, I saw they showed Boomer uh, against the Browns when he and Bernie Kosar used to go toe-to-toe. Yep. yep. It was and, very, very yeah. serious football talk to start. Oh, okay. It was, you know, about, you know, him and the Browns and Bernie Kosar. The, the one thing I did like, they were talking about why he was so good with the play-action fakes. So he kind of broke that down. That was kind of fun. Uh, Eli, I guess Peyton did ask about all the phone calls that uh, he's received since 2007 about Eli and said uh, he was his lone supporter in 2007. And then Eli said, great, thanks. You backed me once and killed me the rest of the time. Oh, but, uh, who, Boomer said that? <laughs> and no, Eli said that to about Boomer. About Boomer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. Yeah. So, all right, good. I hey, saw a good the, job. And then I, uh, in the studio here getting ready for the big warm-up program, I saw a bunch of video that uh, CBS Sports Network was previewing for yeah. the program today. And uh, Peyton Manning seems to be smiling and laughing a lot throughout this Boomer thing. He seemed to have a good time for himself. But Peyton doesn't have a care in the world. Yeah. That's the way I take it. And you had Eli with the stupid mask on. He was making fun of him for that. Then they had the Kelsey brothers on. He was having fun with those guys. Like, it's good to be Peyton. And then at some point, I guess they bring them all back because I saw a screen grab of of all of them on the screen together. Boomer, the Kelsey brothers, and I think Brad Paisley, I think was. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Was on as well, the country singer. who uh, Peyton does commercials with. For Nationwide is on your side. (laughs) That's when Peyton wants to go on tour with them, right? Yes. That's so, funny. okay, so we had that. Then uh, the Phillies-Astros game, uh, World Series Game 3, rained out. Now, you know who this sucks for the most? Noah Syndergaard? Yes, we got to have the deflated horns today because he went from starting Game 3 of the World Series to eh, go back in the bullpen. Oh, is that right? He's not getting I, – I know he wasn't starting today, the postponed game today. I thought, oh, okay, maybe they'll throw him in the – the game Thursday? I don't think so. I haven't, you know, I haven't looked at the rest of the series probables, but what I was reading was that this works out better for the Phillies because while he was going to start game three, he's barely pitched for them and he certainly hasn't started much for them. So now they get Suarez back in and they've had the extra day. I don't think so. I think he's going to be a bullpen guy, but I will double check that. That does suck for him. Yeah, it does. Like I said, you went from, you could have gone out there. Now I wouldn't have expected it, being he hasn't pitched all that much, but he could have went out there and threw six or seven, like, one-run innings and given the Phillies a 2-1 series lead. Who knows? Could have turned the tide of the series back into the Phillies' hands, and he could have been a superstar. And maybe he still will be, but he got that taken away because the sports gods, Al, didn't want him pitching. <laughs> I guess they didn't. The sports gods got together with the weather gods and poured some rain down on Philadelphia. You know who I think it was? George Hallis. <laughs> Again, George Hallis. <laughs> He's always causing trouble, Jerry. That goes to George Hallis. This George Hallis, man. <laughs> now, it does bring up. So they'll play game three tonight at yeah. uh, 8.03. And then the next game, game four, will be Thursday night. Yeah. With Philadelphia Phillies playing and the Philadelphia Eagles playing Thursday night. Against the Houston Texans. That's going to be... A wild time in Philly. Now, I would be interested. You're right. And I would be interested the rating, not around the country. I would love to see what the ratings are in Philadelphia because the Eagles are 7-0, and but the Texans suck. 
and you're going to have a huge World Series game at your ballpark. I actually think it might give the NFL game a run for its money in Philly. Nowhere else, just in Philly. They ought to move that uh, Thursday night game to Philly, make the Texans come up here, (laughs) just to make it a whole crazy scene going on over there. I've been there before. Now, similar but very different. Similar in that I've been there before when an Eagles preseason game was going on against the Jets when the Phillies played the Mets. It's wild. It's a lot going on. This is what they should do, because we expect a total demolishing. uh, The Eagles should demolish the Texans, right? Yeah. What they got to do is, in between innings, just keep popping up the score. Like, if it's like 14 nothing, 21 nothing, 20 the crowd will go nuts. You could do that. Or you could move the football game to 7. It'll be over by 8 o'clock. <laughs> be 35 nothing in the second quarter. Uh, yeah. That could be good. That could be good stuff. I love it. I wonder if, in between innings, if they actually play the Eagle game on the board. Not I just the score. Do. I bet they do. They should. If you get, like... Because you could get about 90 seconds in between every inning. Now, it would be awful if that was the plan and the Eagles and Texans are in one of their countless you know, TV timeouts. Yes. But you could also run back high. If you, don't re, if you don't run it live, you could run highlights during the in-between inning segment, and that would really fire the crowd up. Yes. They got to do it, Jerry. And that's assuming the Eagles are doing what we think they're going to do to Houston. Right. Which, which I think they will. Crush them, right. Exactly. Smack them around. I tell you, it'd be good to be in I was talking to Spike about this yesterday. You think about where Philly sports is right now. You've got the Eagles 7-0. and You've got the Phillies in the World It's unbelievable. The Phillies are in the World Series. I know to a much lesser extent the soccer team is in the MLS, I think, Cup. It's what that's called, I think. The Flyers are off to a good start. I mean, what is not going? The Sixers are supposed to be good. They won last night. I mean, you are, if you're a Philly fan, and like we always talk about in certain cities, you only have your one team per sport. And if you're a Philadelphia sports fan, what is there not to like about what's going on right now? No, you're loving life right now. Oh, my God. You're thinking Super Bowl. You're thinking World Series. You're thinking MLS Cup and all of that. Well, the World Series and the MLS Cup would be within like five, six days of one another. You could have a Super Bowl in, you know, three months. Not bad. And who knows about the 76ers? If I was a boss that uh, was uh, working down in Philadelphia, Jerry, like I was a boss of many people, like I had a whole company. Sure. I'd be like this. Friday, everyone's off. Enjoy the games tonight. Party up. Stuff your faces. Drink your beers. No coming to work Friday. Everyone gets a day off. If you owned a coffee shop. Coffee shop? Are you letting people sleep in and you're closing your shop so no, they go party the I, night no, before? No. You just said if you're the boss. I mean, like, of a, like a, I just picture myself, like, going to a place where there's, like, a bunch of cubicles oh, where boring. I'm the boss. Right. And I'd just be like, don't come in tomorrow. You know I, why? I'd be like, don't come in tomorrow. Quite frankly, I don't know what anyone does I was here. just going to say, because you don't think they really work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what goes on. <laughs> cubicles why all day long. you have all these people in front yeah. of computers what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> then on Monday, I'd have a meeting, and I'd be like, oh, our numbers on Friday look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they start firing people. <laughs> oh, what were you people doing here? <laughs> we were watching the game, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is funny. Like, when I'm in the Tiki and Tierney studio, when I go in there at 10 o'clock to do the update, and they have the, the curtains, or not the curtains, but the shade is still up, and you can look across and they got these big office buildings that for the last couple of years, there was nobody in them. Now people have returned. And I look across. You know what I see? 
people hanging out at the copy machine, people getting coffee, people walking around. I want to open the window and say, what do you guys get paid to do over there? Because that's one building of about a thousand in New York City. Yeah. I twice in my life had an office job. Once was with the CBS radio corporate offices. A desk job with CBS radio. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, I worked in the programming department, whatever that meant. So did you do logs and stuff? I don't know what, Jerry, I would get to work. I would go sit in my office and be like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) What was your job description? I don't remember. (laughs) But I do remember like having a lot of like going, wow, like when I don't have a show to work on, what, what, how do I differentiate the hours? So they just kept you around. I don't know what I was doing in there. (laughs) And the checks cleared every week. They did. (laughs) What would you say? You do here. Yeah. I didn't have an answer for that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Now, let me ask you this. All kidding aside. Yeah. If someone would have come to you and said, we would like to evaluate your job. Uh, jokes aside. <laughs> yeah. What would you say was your daily responsibility? Daily? I don't I, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Once a week. What? Like, give me one thing you did. Okay. At least on a weekly basis. All right. One thing I did. When an, uh, when an artist had a new album coming out. That morning, this was this back then that happened on Tuesday mornings. Right. We would have the artist up and I would uh, coordinate all of their radio interviews. I'd call the stations. We'd put them on. I'd connect them all so I would work with them. But that would be like on a Tuesday. And that was it. That was it. Oh, my God. That is amazing. They kept you around. And then I think I would like listen to like people's uh, tapes of people who wanted to be talk show hosts. As well Were they- you a boss, though? A boss? No. Well, then why was your opinion important? Oh, Jerry, I'm a very influential. Because <laughs> he, he buddied up to Olive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now someone's running the company and you're still producing. <laughs> That's right, Jerry. Let's but see. I don't know if you saw the newspaper. We're number one right now. Is this true? I did not Boomer see the and newspaper. Geo. Nice. All right, well, let's go. Now, we've got a little problem with this program as we're a tenth of a point behind. Somebody. Are we really? Yeah. All right, well. Which I think is fake news because, well, from last I checked, we had a 100 share. I want the streaming numbers. (laughs) (laughs) And I need them immediately. Right now, please. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Well, listen, good for you. You got through it, and here you are, a big star between 5 and 6 in the morning. Now, I got to tell you, on our next segment, the Fraudulent Five is going to look very different. I'm actually intrigued by this because there was a lot of movement in the league. Yeah. And I did listen. There's a couple of teams I know aren't going anywhere. There's another team that you better not have on that list. So let's do this. We'll take a break. When we come back, Al's fraudulent list of five favorite teams coming up next. And Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, five twenty-two. It's, uh, by the way, not only is it Tuesday, it is November 1st, as we have turned the calendar, Halloween here and gone, November 1st. Think of this, we are only seven and a half, yeah, seven and a half weeks away from Christmas. How about that? How about that? Did about you have that? trick-or-treaters yesterday? Um, That's a very good question I don't have an answer to, because uh, I wasn't home for a little while, and when I got home at six o'clock, I basically went to sleep. So I don't know. I had zero, and I did not even see... A single trick-or-treater walking around while I was walking my dog. No one on, like, Ocean Avenue? Nothing? Nope. Wow, that's surprising. I had 72. Damn. You counted? (laughs) Well, you know, your patterns emerge over the years. 
So, to yes. count trick or treater? That's kind of creepy. A little bit, yep. <laughs> okay, well, as long as you admit it, One, that's two, fine. Three, okay. I would say we were less than 10 just based on the uh, the bowl of candy that's still upstairs. Oh, okay. And I do know that uh, my little guy went with his friends in another neighborhood somewhere. Al, when I tell you he came home like he went to a candy factory, we have more candy. I think we could probably save it till next year. Well, I've, n- I've never seen anything like this. Well, that might be the thing. If people who bought a lot of candy then realized they were not getting a lot of trick-or-treaters yeah. may have started giving kids that showed up a whole lot of candy. You might be right about that. I didn't see him, but when I woke up this morning at whatever time it was, 2.30 or 2.45, I went downstairs. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, wow. So pretty cool. Anyway, all right, so last night, Week 8 in the NFL came to a close in Cleveland. The Browns beat the Bengals. The Bengals have been very average at best so far this year. And since we are at 525 on the following Tuesday morning, we're a couple of days before Week 9 begin. So to get you ready for Week 9, because you gotta you got to think about who you're going to root for, who you want to see win, who you want to see lose, we go to the genius and the expert himself. He is probably the biggest NFL football fan that I know. And here to present his fraudulent list of five favorite teams is Al Dukes. Thank you, Jerry. The list has gone through a pretty big change since the beginning of the season. There were teams I was pulling hard for that have disappointed me. Right. There are some teams that have stayed consistent. There are going to be some surprises on this list, Jerry. I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. Number one. Rolling 49 points this past weekend with Dak Prescott, Dallas yeah, Cowboys. They should be on your list every week, unless they're on, unless they're two and seven. Right, unless they do something bad, Jerry. Like consistently, I give them a break if they have a bad game here or there. There are certain teams that I had the lines on my list for a while, and then they they just really disappointed me. Was they really disappointed? It's really surprising. <laughs> So, number one, Dallas Cowboys. That's no surprise. Number two also is not going to be a surprise, Jerry. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They keep rolling. They were off this week, right? Yeah, and you love Patrick Mahomes. Love Patrick Mahomes. Didn't understand why people were writing them off beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, they were. everyone was like, oh, Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. And, uh, d- 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 one of the whatever Carr brother is there with the Raiders. And Tyreek Hill is not there yeah, anymore. Yeah, they were writing them off. But they're still on my list. So, Cowboys Chiefs. Number three is going to be a little bit of a surprise, Jerry. And it's Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. No, I'm not surprised. You know what? You've been in Geno's corner. Yeah, and I don't. I generally don't like the Seahawks. I don't know why. Because it's ugly-looking football. It's ugly football. I don't care for their uniform schemes. I don't like the city anymore of Seattle. And so, what I mean by ugly football is yeah. not the way they throw the ball down the field. I mean, it's dark. It's yeah. gray. It's just not aesthetically pleasing. But I love the chance for Gino at the end of the game on Sunday, even though it was against the Giants, who were previously on my list. So I'll go Seahawks number three. The next two, Jerry, are longtime rivals of mine. No, 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 no. I swear to God, if it comes out of your mouth, I'm turning the camera off and I'm, I'm going back to bed. Well, number four, Jerry... San Francisco 49ers. Oh, I could see that. I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah, I hated of. the 49ers. Hated yeah, them. It's, it's different now, though. I love Jimmy Garoppolo and others. Christian McCaffrey. I do like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
If I could name other people on the team, I like. Oh come them on, as Debo well. Samuel. Oh, I, know yeah, I love Debo Samuel. I know he's out right now. How yeah. about George Kittle? You met I him like at the George Super Bowl Kittle. a couple years Good ago. Good point, Jerry. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So San Francisco 49ers. Plus, Boomer's been talking me into them. Like he's like really talking up the 49ers. Yeah, they're good. And the final team on my list, Jerry, of my fraudulent five. Better, the Buffalo Bills. You got to say the Buffalo Bills. These are a list of teams I am currently rooting for. When I turn the TV on and I see their game, I am pulling for them. When they go to highlights, I go, I hope this is a bomb. Eddie, if he starts with, turn his mic off. Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, no. Boo. Boo. Jerry, they're on the list. Uh, no, they can't be on the I, list. I, I, I didn't know. No. I, no. I didn't see this coming. I don't expect this. No, I won't accept it. Sorry. The heart wants no. what the heart wants. No, your heart, your heart's black. When it comes to sports, are you out of your mind? <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. All of a sudden, you got a green heart? Yeah, I'm just saying. Your ass. No way. Well, it is the fraudulent five. Right. No, 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 no. There are certain. Th- Eddie, Eddie, time out. Would you ever, ever, ever root for, let's say, you're a Dolphin fan? Who's their biggest rivalry? The Jets, the Patriots? Who do you want to pick? The Bills? Give me a team. I would say right now it's the Patriots. Would you ever root for the Patriots? No. Okay. No, I don't care if it's fraudulent or not. No. no. Give me another team. Pick the Bills. I'm, I'm whatever reason, I'm, I'm not, not interested this. in the Bills. I'm not interested in the Vikings. These I'm not, no, I'm not teams. accepting this. I cannot accept Unfortunately, this. Unfortunately, Jerry, this is what the list is. This is like when you were back at CBS back in the day and you went to your boss, Mr. Boss. I really don't know what I'm doing here, so I'd like to give you my resignation. And the boss said, no, no, not accepting your resignation. Go back in your cubicle. <laughs> Get back in there. <laughs> not accepting it. So that's Al's list of four fraudulent well, favorite teams, the fifth team still to be determined. Now, if the Eagles played the Cowboys, I'm rooting Cowboys. No, that doesn't, that doesn't work that way. All right. No, I, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. And then, you know, what's worse is because they're playing the crappy Texans on Thursday night. They're not going to come off the stupid list. No, they'll probably stay on the list. All right, then here. All right, then let's put let's put your money where your mouth is. If I get you an Eagle jersey, you have to wear it next week. Uh, yeah, I could probably do that. Uh, but Al, you have to <laughs> since it's going to be painful for you. You go old school, like a Har- yes, Harold Carmichael. Oh, I was going to go. I was going to go Carmichael. Randall Cunningham. No, well, I like the old because it had the the greener. Yeah, one. I need the eighties. Here's what I get: Jaworski, Carmichael, Wilbert Montgomery with the lighter, the lighter green. Whatever. More, this more is of disgusting. A I'm I'm sickened by you right now, hmm. and it's happened before. But not like this. I've no, right. I mean, I'm I'm legitimately today as we speak, November first, twenty twenty two, rooting for the Eagles oh. and the Phillies. Like I don't know what, and I hate Philadelphia. Oh my god! All right. I mean, listen, you are what you are. The city just ran over my niece with a car. This is how much I don't like the. And yet you're rooting for, and the I'm Phillies still rooting for Philly and the Eagles. Yeah. So you want Noah Syndergaard and you want Zach Wheeler to celebrate World Series championships after they left your Mets. Zach Wheeler, yes, not Noah Syndergaard. I don't want him. Well, he's got it. I mean, he's on the team. By the way, I did get a note here on Twitter, Jerry, uh, that says. Did you have to pay for that note? Uh, I didn't know. This was a free note. This was uh, sent to us from Joe, our uh, our internet producer. But he sent me a tweet from Matt, Gel- Matt Gelb, who covers the Phillies for The Athletic. Yeah. Uh, Ranger Suarez will start Game 3, Nola Game 4, Syndergaard Game 5. No, he will. How about that? Wheeler's getting extra rest. That's it. That's an even bigger start, potentially. Yeah, right, a Game 5 start. I mean, they could be down. It could be 2-2. That's a huge swing game. Or they could be down. Oh, it's a big swing game, Jerry. 
Wow. All right. Well, I also, Mr. Philly. I also saw that uh, Justin Verlander flipped off the Philly fans when he got off the uh, I bus. did read. I didn't see that. I read that. <laughs> was that more in fun, though? It was more in fun because yeah. I guess they were yelling at him as he got off the bus. That's fun. And he flipped them off twice, and he was laughing, and they ah, were laughing. Ah, that's okay, then. That's yeah, Philadelphia. No, it was, all, yeah, it was it. all good, yeah. But it was funny to see because he was laughing, giving him the finger. It, it to morph into actual sports talk for one second? Yes, please, Jerry. When he starts again. If he doesn't come out and have a big start, what a waste of a season. You yeah. like he, He's going to win, I think, he's going to win the Cy Young Award. And then if he goes to the postseason, just spitting the bit, start after start, like what does the season even mean then? It means nothing. No, no, right. For real, because especially if they don't win the World like let's say they don't win the World Series and the Phillies wind up beating them. I think most people still think the Astros will win it. But let's say he has another start and he's terrible. And the Phillies wind up winning the World Series. The only thing you're going to remember about this, I guess maybe 20 years from now, you'll look back on your baseball card and be like, boy, that was a great season. But you're always going to remember the postseason as being a failure. Right, because every time he gets in it, they throw up that record of his. Currently How could you not? Six. Well, we'll think about Clayton Kershaw. Now, Kershaw did win the World Series a couple of years ago. Say what you want about it being the pandemic year. They still won the World Series. But his postseason numbers have not been good, and yet he's been the most – it's so weird because you can make the case that Kershaw, in our time – I'm not I'm not talking about Sandy Koufax and, and you know guys in the 20s. In our time, you can make the case he's been the most dominant regular season pitcher we've ever seen. Not you because you don't watch. Um, I saw he, some dominant pitchers there. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm kidding. He's been that good. And then in the postseason, so average, and in a lot of cases below average – you sit there and you look at Clayton Kershaw like, well, what it all, like, great, but you just didn't do very well when it counted the most. And that's the same thing about Verlander, who hasn't never won a World Series game. Well, he so. seems relaxed. He's flipping people off, so that's fun. Well, at the end of the day, he's married to Kate Upton, and he makes a boatload of money, so he's going to be good. Fair point, Jerry. But it still is, I don't know, it's one of those weird sports oddities where you can be so good, so dominant, and then all of a sudden not be. So... Oh, well. What would you make of this? Uh, the Ravens getting this Roquan Smith from the Bears? Well, Roquan Smith wanted out. He wanted a new contract before the season. And if you remember, uh, there were the quotes for him that basically called the Bears a lying organization because they made promises to him and they didn't make good on the promises by coming through with a big contract. So he wanted out, but he also shut his mouth and went and played. And not only did they trade him, they traded him to a team that's you know very well going to be in the postseason, a team that's known for defense, a team that's known for linebackers, and he goes to a good team. I think they did right by Roquan Smith, so that makes them better. That's what I make of it. It makes them a lot better because he's that good of a player. Is he the dude that was crying when the other guy yeah. from the Bears was traded? Yeah, Robert Quinn. When Robert Quinn got traded, uh, was it last week? I think it was yeah. last week. He was the one that's like, give me a minute, and he had like legit tears coming from his eyes because that was his, I guess, one of his best friends on the team. Hmm. So yeah, that's him. But now he goes to Baltimore and a fresh new start. And you know, it's a great time too because you're midway through the season and yet you still got eight or nine games left. So he can certainly make his mark. And by the way, trade deadline coming up later today. So oh, is that well, right? Yes, today. So we'll see if Elijah Moore gets dealt by the Jets. We'll see if the Giants. I was reading there were uh, some people that were saying maybe the Giants should have went after Roquan Smith yesterday. They didn't. Uh, but we'll see if they make a move. I think if you're the Giants, you have got to go out. You have to go at least make a play for a wide receiver because they have one of the worst wide receiving cores right now in football, whether it's due to play, injury, whatever the case may be. Because aside from Darius Slayton, name me one. 
I don't know one. Right. I mean, it's. I mean, Kenny Galladay is supposed to be, but he don't play. And when he does play, he doesn't do anything. So, whatever. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, i got to cool down in this fraudulent list of five favorite teams. The Eagles made my blood boil. Hmm. I've got some Jets uh, stuff, Jerry. And I've got some stuff from last night's Nets game. You picked the Eagles. Yeah, and the Niners. And it's amazing that actually doesn't bother me as much. God darn it. The Niners, Jerry, the catch. Yeah, I get it, but the Cowboys also beat them in the championship game in night. Yeah, I, I get it, but mm, it's the Eagles, Al. The Eagles. All yeah, right. I know, I know. Oh, you should be disappointed. I think your parents should be disappointed in you today. Just saying. Like, Mama Dukes, he's a little bit of a disappointment today. I got to say, she, you know, my parents live in South Jersey where they get the local Philadelphia news. They sure. get the Eagles games as their games. My Uh-oh. mother's had enough of the Eagles. Oh, good. Okay, I thought it was going to go the TV, other way. Like she says, the news down there is obsessed with the Eagles. It, well, and they are. It's a football town. Yeah, big football town. She said they're always like out at the Eagles uh, stadium in the dark, doing the weather. Like any truth that your mom and your dad are going to, you know, go up a flagpole when they uh, win the Super Bowl or the World Series next yeah, week? They're going to. <laughs> I have them training right now how to go up a greased flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> the Dukes, you guys should make headlines <laughs> down in South Jersey. All right, 536. We'll take a quick break. All of what Al said coming up next, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, coming up at a quarter to 6. Warm-up show till then. Boomer and Geo, top of the hour. Boomer, the big Manning cast last night on Monday Night Football where the Browns embarrassed the Bengals. We've done Al's fraudulent list of Four favorite teams plus the one crappy team that he also put on the list that, although they're fantastic at 7-0, I'm not accepting of it. And a couple of people on social media not accepting of it as well. So good for them. Um, and you did mention the Nets. I almost fell off my chair that you want to talk about the Nets. Yeah, not about the actual game, though, Jerry. No. But, uh, you know, with the Kyrie, Kyrie, with the Kyrie situation yeah. and uh, his uh, anti-Semitic uh, film recommendation. He did delete we... the post, by the way. Oh, he did? After he said he wouldn't. All right. So he did that. Then I guess uh, last night's game, there were a, a bunch of fans in the front row. The yeah, very I, front row. I believe, was it Ian? I forget. Someone said that they were season ticket holders. Wow. Yeah. They, they wore... Uh, T-shirts that all said the same thing, fight anti-Semitism shirts in the yep. front row, and they heckled Kyrie. Kyrie? Did they heckle him? That's or what they were... said. I mean, I watched the game. I mean, in and out of sleep, I did see a lot of it, and I saw a lot of it this morning since I've been up since 2.30 on replay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I didn't notice that. I'm not, I don't know what they said or what they didn't say, but I will tell you, watching it, it was... I mean, it was so obvious that they were there, number one, because they were sitting front row. And two, there were a couple of times where Kyrie had to inbounds the ball right in front of them or yeah. he was on the court, you know, kind of hovering right near them. So good for them. I, 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 great. I had no issues with that at all. That's awesome. And yeah, he didn't I, speak last night, by the way. Yeah, he ditched uh, the media. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures where he was inbounding the ball. Yeah. I mean, they're right there. It's such a bizarre story. It really is just strange. I. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. And meaning, you know, the, his take and what he has said or not said, it's the whole thing is just bizarre to me. Well, that was the that was an, a good way for people to protest as opposed to, like, gluing yourself to the basketball court like we've seen people do. Yeah, that doesn't usually work. Uh, or throwing, you know, soup on a painting in the Louvre. Right, that too. That not also smart. does not work. Right. Stupid. That worked. I mean, it certainly 
caught people's attention. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, and I listen. If you're going to give him a little bit of credit, and I mean a very little bit, because the whole thing's stupid, um, what he's doing and why and how and all that, it's amazing to me he can go out there and play well. I I, I don't understand how that doesn't weigh on his mind. Yeah, and he did. He, he played last night two seconds on the actual basketball. Last night was everything. I know. I know. Indiana came back in the second half a little bit. They tied the game, but the Nets pulled away late. That first half is everything that a net fan's been waiting for, and it started with like his intensity on the court. And I'm thinking, how do you compartmentalize that and push that aside for the time you're on the floor? I mean, you created a bleep storm, and yet still you've got the mindset to go out there and shoot and play and and actually do things to help the team win the team. And I was surprised by that actually. It didn't seem distracted at all. Now, according to one of the uh, fans wearing the t-shirts. Yeah. They said that Kyrie came over to them and said grateful for you guys. This is okay. This is what I'm saying about Kyrie and I've said this about him for a couple of years now. He's a strange dude, Al. Like it's almost as if one day he's got this on his mind and this is his purpose or his focus and the next day he's a completely different person. One day he's a deep thinker that I could listen to forever. The next day I listen to him talk and it's like, who is this guy? So that doesn't surprise me because that's not the same guy that was arguing with the media the other night, the media member the other night who wanted no part of the conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Strange strange guy, man. Very strange guy. Let's switch a little bit here, Jerry. Give a few minutes to the New York Jets. Okay. Robert Sala said he does not expect to trade. Elijah Moore, although I guess you have to say that, right? Um, You don't have to say that, but I think it's the smart thing to say, yes. All right. And then uh, he also addressed yesterday, they had asked about uh, Mike White being the backup. Hey, I don't understand this, actually. As opposed to Joe Flacco? Yeah. I don't. And, and said, what I mean by that is I don't understand the answer. So he said they will play Mike White if Zach Wilson gets hurt in order to find out what they have in Mike White. Right. So... Oh. What does that mean exactly? I'm not sure. That means you haven't seen anything on the practice field, the times he actually played in games, and if Zach Wilson gets hurt, you're 5-3. and three. You don't know what you have in him, so let's hope he's good. And if he's not, at least we know, and now we punted the season. Right. I don't, I, the whole everyone, concept doesn't make sense to me. Then everyone could stop yelling for Mike White. I Okay, I suppose, but I, how about you go this way? We promoted him because he's really shown us great development on the practice field, and we're moving in that direction. Not we need to see what he can do. That doesn't exactly give you great confidence if you're a Jet fan, does it? No. That's a terrible answer. They could also say, you see Joe Flacco on the sideline? He looks bored out of his mind. You know what? The Jet fans might actually applaud that because he looks disinterested. But that's also... I heard Boomer and G talking about this yesterday, and this goes to your point from last year. That's Joe Flacco. He just looks disinterested. Remember when he went in the game last year, and he looked like, "Ugh, but I'm the backup. I'm not paid to actually play." Yeah, that's what he looked like when he's actually starting. That's what he looks like. He's just—he seems like a bore of a person. But then he did have some. He had a a little bit of excitement in those games that uh, he got in, and they were winning early on. Well, when you come back on the Browns and score two touchdowns in the last minute, if you're not fired up for that, then you really have no pulse. So that is exciting. 
It is. Think about the Browns for a second as we come full circle. They beat the Bengals last night. They're 3-5. and five. Think of a couple of their losses they've had this year. Like, they should be. They should be a 5-3 and three football team. And they are not. And they're not. No, they're not. They're not. They're 3-5, and five, and now they can't wait for Deshaun Watson. Like, we didn't even get the drama we were hoping for. Yeah, we want a little drama. We want no a little drama. quarterback controversy. No. As soon as Deshaun Watson is ready and approved and set to go, he's the quarterback. Because Jacoby Brissett was okay, didn't do enough. Right. Oh, well. Hmm. Whatever. All right. Are you into... So you got Jets Bills Sunday. Yeah. All this stuff going. I know the trade deadline today. Are and I know they're not on your fraudulent list of five favorite teams after their loss to New England. Do you think as you sit here on Tuesday morning that they give Buffalo a game or do you feel like what happened this past Sunday pretty much ruined their season? Uh I think they do not give Buffalo a game. So you think this is a runaway for I mean I don't disagree with you. I was yeah. just curious. You were sort of a Jet fan growing up. Kind of. And about two weeks ago as well here. And a Bucks fan. Yeah. And a Cowboys fan. Cowboys. And who else? Well, it's funny. I, I do have uh, f- pictures of me as a kid. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple sweatshirts and and the actual photographic evidence I have. I'm in a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt. Why? Because I used to love the different helmets and I liked the different teams. I liked I liked the Bills with Joe Ferguson and All right. probably OJ. Uh, All right, so that's late seventies, though. You're not talking early nineties. No, no, no. Okay. I had an Atlanta Falcons sweatshirt because I like I liked Steve Bartkowski. Steve Bartkowski. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that I do have Miami in a Wilbert Montgomery jersey. Oh my god! <laughs> While also having a Danny White jersey. You are such a confused person. <laughs> I mean, my god! You could, how you could have a Randy White jersey and any no, Danny White. Oh, Danny White, not yeah. Randy White. Okay, so number 11, not 54. Yeah, 11. Man. I don't know. I just like with the NFL, like baseball, I'm just interested in the Mets. Football, mm-hmm. I just always like. You just it. said you're rooting for the Phillies this week. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's because all those te- all the other teams, the Mets are long gone. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that didn't come out great. You are very conflicted. Ooh. Oh, my God. All right, well, at least- that's why you're always rooting for a winner, Jerry. Um. Yeah, front runner, and I know most fans are, but you are like we got to put you on a billboard, front running Al. <laughs> oh, and it, listen, it is the political time of year with all the uh, all the voting, right? So we should put you up on a billboard. My God! All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Maybe Al can tell us what's his, who his favorite uh, you know hockey team is this week. Let him check the standings. I'll have yeah, an answer for in you. First in, place, right? Exactly. Uh, quick break. When we come back, Boomer and Geo join us at six. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on baseball and the rain and ay 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 ay. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. We've got Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. The Bengals lost to the Browns last night. We'll have some uh, Boomer Manning cast stuff coming up. The Nets did win last night, beat the Pacers 116-109. They play uh, again tonight in World Series Game 3, postponed until tonight. What else, Al? I got four more little stories here, Jerry. I'm not sure which to go with. Here's the, the strangest one I guess I'll go with. That Amazon's launching a Prime Video Sports Talk lineup. I saw that. <laughs> are you le- Are you giving your notice today? No, no one called me. No one called you. Okay. And they said they wanted to go with uh, a bunch of people you never heard of. They're, the the Moneyball concept, Jerry, like low pay, high reward. Uh, Boy, there's the a future. joke there, Al. Boy, there's a joke mm-hmm. there. <laughs> 
I guess we're two biggest stars, Jerry. No, I got called. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, the thing that they are doing is two-hour shows, and then they're repeating them. So there's like, Are a, you sure you're not programming this place? <laughs> right. Six to eight, and then eight to ten is just a replay of that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the direction the media is going oh, in. yeah, Jerry. Very strange. Yep. All right. So well, I got, got for you. Three other stories. Oh, the Michigan um, versus Michigan yes. State. A lot of sound coming up on that. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.